What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Berti here. In this episode, we are going to talk about day trading. What are some of the stock investing strategies you can use to earn a higher return? We're going to talk with an expert in this field because he's on a mission to enrich lives with mentally liberating education. And his passion for helping others enrich their lives through investing led him to found Real Life Trading in 2014. Through that business, he's enriched the lives of over 10,000 people and built it to seven figures along the way. So our guest who joins us is none other than Jeremy Newsom. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Dude, thanks, man. That's an awesome intro, brother. I really appreciate that. Jeremy, it is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And I'm interested in this conversation about day trading because I do invest in the stock market uh, quite often. I do my research and all of that. So... Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, like, what is the approach, like the mentality you need to have for day trading? Because it's not like the buy, hold, and just kick back and relax, but what right. is that mentality? Yeah, man, that's a great question. The mentality is more cash flow creation in essence. It is, it is exciting. It is fun. It is a little bit of an adrenaline rush, but in a way, it's kind of like a competitive battlefield for people who are really good at math and patterns and basic math. So kind of like blackjack. You know, if you're really, really good at basic math, you can do okay in blackjack, same thing with poker. And it just requires a discipline and like a regimented process over and over and over because it's truly in a way not gambling if you know how to protect your risk. And what would be some of those ways to protect risk? Because I feel like when a lot of people think about day trading, they just buy a stock, they hope it moves the way they <laughs> want it to, and then they leave. So yeah. how do we manage that? Yeah, totally. And that's a very that's a very accurate perception. A lot of people that's that's kind of what they think. And the interesting part, man, is it comes down, like I said, to really, really basic second grade math. For example, I have a guy named Clive. Clive lived in Canada. He was or yeah, worked on the oil field as like an engineer, some type of engineering mechanics degree for a long time, and saved up about three hundred thousand dollars in his retirement. So he was approaching retirement didn't want to do that for the rest of the next five or six years until you're fully retired and started taking up day trading. Well, we ended up working together, creating a good strategy and kind of talking through some basics. But what Clive ended up doing was he overcomplicated the process. So I made him nail down and really whittle down to one stock. So all he focused on is a stock that you know very well, probably AMD, right? Advanced ah, micro yes. Advanced micro devices. So it's a very popular company. A lot of people know it but it moves about $3 a day on average. And it's been doing that for a while. And what's interesting, it has incredible liquidity, which means people buying and selling frequently, very good volume, very, very nice to day trade. And what Clive does is he buys or sells short a thousand shares, okay? And his stop is 30 cents. So that means he's gonna be risking $300 and his goal is to make about 60, 70, 80 cents which is about 600, 700, $800. And that's it. That's all he does, man. Like it's really simple. He wakes up Monday, Tuesday, your birthday, Jesus birthday. Like he plays AMD, does a thousand shares, has a stop, has his target, and he keeps it very, very regimented. And uh, he averages about 60 cents a day. And that's 60 cents growth per share, I'm assuming, just to yeah, clear that. Exactly. I just want to make sure all the listeners understand. And it's interesting to go with one stock because in one ways, a lot of people say diversification, but in the other sense, 
you know, if you know the stock, just go for it. I'd recommend like if you're doing long term to have a few, like not just one, mm-hmm. but Definitely. if you know a stock really well, some people, they do just go for that approach. And exactly. the uh, stop loss, I mean, I get how you cut down on how much you could potentially lose. Mm-hmm. So when do you get out of that position though? Because I feel like that with day trading, like you're looking at a chart, you're seeing it move and uh, you see the slightest down movement. There's a little bit of panic or you see the slightest up movement and you're like, Oh, let's keep going. So how do we figure out when to exit? And do we always in your strategy exit the same day? Yep. Great question. And absolutely. You're going to exit the same day because it is day trading. And there is a term called swing trading, which very few people know about, which you can take trades over multiple days, multiple weeks, a month or two, less than a year generally. And so swing trading can be very, very profitable, extremely lucrative, doesn't really require that much time and hard work. But day trading is very simplistically in and out that same day. And you're just trying to create alpha, alpha meaning change. So you're literally going in the market, buying some shares, and at the end of the day, trying to pull out a net profit of on average, somewhere around 0.24% a day, right? About 0.24% of your overall portfolio risk. So if you're risking, let's say uh, there's $100,000 in your account. What's cool, Mark, is when you're day trading, man, you're in cash every day. So we wake up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, doesn't matter what you know, the president said or what happened on Twitter or what global economic meltdowns occurring, you are safe and protected because you're day trading and your long-term portfolio could be doing whatever but over here, your day trading account, this is where you create cash flow. And your objective and your goal, like I said, is to carve out a few percentage points every single month and uh, just do, use that cash flow for whatever enhances your life. And I love how you mentioned 0.24% each day. Uh, that's just, I'm not going to try and think of the compounding, but it's definitely more than 1% each week. And it does yeah. beat the market if you're able to maintain that now not everyone is successful with day trading you have some people who are successful some people who aren't most people aren't on the successful side so what would you say is the exception like what would you say are things we should do to increase our odds of success and then why do people not be successful with day trading where are they missing Mm, I love that, man. There's a stat that 95% of people are not successful at trading. You know, that's a very, very popular term. I actually kind of go with that note that the notion that 95% of people are not successful at anything they do. Mm. (laughs) So it doesn't matter what it is. Like if you try to go and become a professional sports athlete or a commentator on ESPN or a doctor or a business owner, it doesn't matter what you do. About 95% of people are going to fail at just about anything they really try. So in general, that also means that 5% of the people get to make 95% of the money, Mm. right? That's the other awesome part of that, that equation. Now, to answer the question that you asked, what makes people really good at this and what makes people not so good at this? The discipline and the consistency is an absolute really, really strong aspect of day trading. You have to be able to control your emotions when you do have a bad day. So for example, today I did lose. I did not trade profitably today at all. I actually lost money. There will be days where you, have, where you will lose money. And the goal is, let's say for example, you have a really nice two, three days in the market. All right, so let's say you're up a dollar overall in your shares. So let's say a thousand shares, you're up a thousand bucks so far for the week. Your goal going forward is simply lose less than that thousand dollars every single day. So you have to have what's called a plan. And that my friend, that mark is what most people don't have when they trade. Most people do not have a plan. 
Whereas, like you mentioned earlier, a very systemized reason to where to get out, where to get in, how to hold through the little dips and little pops that occur throughout the day. Like how long should you walk away from the computer? There are really easy systemized and automatic systems in your broker that allow you to set a stop loss and a target all automatically. So once you get into the trade, man, you can walk away. You can go walk the dog. You can go work out. You can go do some yoga, whatever excites you. The plan, those exact rules is what most people do not have. And Jeremy brings up a really great point because with day trading, like the stock market's open from 9.30 a.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern, unless you have some type of holiday. And yep. if you set those conditions and you don't care if you miss out on some upside, uh, you don't care if uh, it goes down and then it spikes back up and you trigger a stop loss, but you function with those rules and then it doesn't necessarily become a full-time endeavor. And I think that's... Yeah one of the misconceptions people have, you have to be on your computer screen from 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., which is something that some people should be doing if they're like, they have that much money into it where that's their full time. But it's not something a lot of people have to do if you just set it up in your broker to sell at these two prices based on where it goes. Agreed. You're 100% right, man. There's that misconception that you really, you have to be extremely good at math. You have to be extremely rich. You have to be incredible about reading news and understanding macro events. You have to be phenomenal at, uh, I'm trying to think of something else that I'm really bad at. <laughs> you have to be really, really phenomenal at just understanding politics and like what's going on in the market. That's not really the case. For day trading, it really is an intraday pattern recognition system. And once you understand the patterns, again, it doesn't mean that they're always going to work. But it means that over the long stretch of uh, over the long period of time, you can carve out gains as long as you don't give those profits away. And that's the real, real important part about trading is as you make money, collect and protect, right? Mm -hmm. Stack the wood, keep it, build the house, live in it. It just takes a little bit of time and it takes a lot longer than most people are going to give it credit for. But that misconception that you have to be in front of the computer all day. It's absolutely valid. You don't, man. You can do it for two, three hours a day and then go do whatever else you want to do. Now, me personally, I wouldn't call myself a day trader, but I do. The closest thing I get is I sell covered calls and cash secure puts each week using the options. And there you go. Love options that strategy, man. is uh, one of the, like, you can see people who go from $2,000, they put it into the right thing and they, that two grand goes up to a hundred grand. You see that in reverse also as well. So there's a little disclaimer there about options. Do you just recommend the stock or do you also recommend like buy and sell option strategies for the people who go into your uh, course or your program? Yeah, man. The two, the two strategies you mentioned are my two favorite. I love cash secured puts. I love covered calls. I absolutely implore anyone to learn a little bit about options and understand how you can implement collar strategies. You can do leaps. Uh, which are long-term equity anticipation security. So an option with nine months or more to expiration. You can do diagonal spreads against your option and pay for it. Options are phenomenal, incredible instruments of leverage. And I do absolutely implore most people to at least study them. I do teach them and I do help people understand how options work. And I do it for free. That's kind of how my education works is that you just have to log on and watch it. So the goal is to figure out ways to slowly understand the markets and just open people's minds about how it works. Because again, cash secured puts, I mean, you're selling insurance on a company that you already want. You're going to get paid regardless if it goes up, down or sideways, you're going to get that money, even though it's a small amount of money, tiny, tiny mailbox money. 
it's not hard, it's very effective, and it's very quick, and you can repeat it over and over. So that's cool that you do that. What's the last trade that you did on? Do you do ETFs mostly or stocks? I do uh, QQQ. That's the uh, NASDAQ one. Uh, I have a uh, cash secured put and I have a the other one covered call. Love it, man. The Qs is a great one to do it on, dude. Good for you. That's a strategy that my um, my boss forever ago. First, that's, that's what first got me into the stock market was the Qs. So he told me about it, what it was. He explained it to me. And he's like, yeah, man, I, all I do is covered calls and cash secured puts on the queues. And you'll like this strategy, dude. He buys a lot anytime that there's a virus announced. <laughs> so he's been crushing it because he's uh, one of those guys that, you know, he's not very doom and gloom. And he realizes that a virus comes out about every two years, you know, so Zika, Ebola, COVID, uh, SARS, avian, all the random flus and things that come out over time. He just buys those dips and has been doing very well. Yeah. Right now I also have cash secure puts and you keep doing that until Pinterest hits 35 for anyone who um, isn't sure what that stuff is. I will be linking to a video. I started a new channel, beat the market. And we do have a video there that talks about covered calls, cash secure puts, buying puts as well, because that's, that video is like how to protect yourself from the stock yep. market crash. So we'll have that link for anyone who is interested. But earlier you were mentioning, this is something more important for day trading, like the technicals. What are yeah. some of the patterns that we need to, like we should see, like these are, we should really know what's going on here because we see this pattern. Man, I have two favorite ones, but specifically candlesticks are very, very crucial to understand. So candlesticks were brought to American traders, American technical traders by Steve Nissen um, in the late 70s, I believe. And candlestick patterns are visual representation of human emotions. It really is the price pattern projected on the chart. So I always like to say if it has a chart, it has a heart. So you can trade futures, commodities, cryptocurrencies, options, stock, whatever you want. If it has candlestick patterns, you can understand how to trade it. And one of the things I love to look for is I like to see the previous open of the day, like so where the stock actually opened. I like to see it trade up. I like to see it trade back down to that previous low and then throw in some hammer candles, which are some very specific candles that represent buying. They look like legitimately like a hammer. So I see that hammer, nice little upper shadow, entry above the wick, stop below the wick, and I play that and that's generally my play. That worked out incredibly well for a lot of traders today. I just bought in a little bit too aggressive, didn't wait long enough and again got wicked out, but it's okay. Tomorrow I'll get it all back, hopefully, um, but maybe next week. Either way, that's what I look for, man. Just like to look for that nice similar pattern. I call it like the H pattern. So it comes down, it bases, it comes up, it comes back down to that level. And that's when I look for the hammer, set the trade up and then just mitigate my risk from there and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And the candlestick and hammer uh, approaches those are just some of the many technicals. Like what would you say are the odds of those working? Because I know like the technicals, like they keep shining again and again because it's just based on a pattern. But would you say these are super reliable or would like, because not yeah. like the candle doesn't always turn into a candle if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, exactly. The statistical evidence of candlesticks, it just depends on the location. And the higher, the better the location, the higher probabilities it will form. So if you're buying a hammer, but you're buying it after a 45% run up on the stock, like what happened back in, you know, a few weeks ago in early September, then 
you're going to miss most of the move or you're going to get in way, way, way too late because the candles can form kind of anywhere. It just really depends on where they're forming. So the, te the reason that technicals work so well is because it gives a pattern description. It shows you actual risk profile. So when you look at the candles, when you look at the patterns, when you look at the technicals, it's easier to build a mathematical formula for, again, where you should get in, where you should get out. Using that formula, you can have a very consistent risk parameter on your, uh, on your actual trade. So mine, for example, is $1,000, kind of like Clive. So if I take a trade, I risk $1,000, I can do the math very simply to figure out how many shares I should buy or sell based on my entry and stop, which will help if I can understand technicals specifically candlesticks. Yeah. I like, I'm a candlestick expert. That's just one of the things that that's the language of the markets that I focus on. You have bar charts, you have, um, line charts, you have point and figure charts. There's a few different types of charts. There's raindrop charts that one of my buddies, uh, developed over at trendspider.com. There's all kinds of cool charts out there, man, but I specialize in candles and that's kind of my focus. So one of the things that we touched on earlier is that when you do buy into a stock, you set a max loss, you do the stop limit, and then you do the, uh, like the, you will sell the stock if it hits this price. And I do like the strategy, but what happens if you hit like the middle ground? So it's a $39 stock. You say, I'm going to sell at 38 or I'm going to sell at 40 and you hit 39.50 or you hit 38.50. So it's something like you would sell by the end of the day for the, um, not to have the stock or is there another strategy you go with that? Solid question, man. And I, I'm glad that you brought up Pinterest because that's a stock that I really like as well. I'm in um, $40 January 2022 calls on that, but I, I do like Pinterest to go higher. The reason I'm bringing up Pinterest is because I played this not too long ago the other day on a very similar hammer pattern, but it didn't reach my target. So the thing is for me, there are absolute strategies you can implore to keep a position overnight. Normally I scale out of a position, I'll sell some and keep a small fragment into the previous day. Or if you're familiar with options, you can get into a collar right? Where you sell a longer term call buy a shorter term put and protect yourself mathematically for a certain period of time. But in relative terms, I always get out at the end of the day um, on my day trades, unless I have plans to hold that trade as a swing trade before I got in. So with the question that you asked, what I do is if a trade get, if I get into a trade, it starts working and then it doesn't work and then it works again. And then it doesn't work after that second time, if it goes back to green, I know in my mind, I'm going to win very small on that. So I'll take a small gain. And on the flip side of it, if I get into a trade, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then it starts working barely. And then it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And it starts working barely. I'm going to get out. If it starts dipping again and it just doesn't show its strength, I'll just exit. And really, the way you manage those is the way that really displays how good of a trader you are at the end of the if you can manage a lot of those really mid-ground, mid-tier, subpar setups that only work out okay, you can carve out an extra three or 4%, honestly, a month uh, just managing those okay. Because the home runs, you're only going to get, I don't know, probably four out of 60 uh, trades in a month. And the ones that you're going to lose on, you're going to lose about 49 to 53% of your trades. So you have to really manage those small winners a lot and uh, take, the, take the wins and protect it from there, man. It's a great question though. And you did mention the Pinterest 40 call uh, for 2022. Uh, basically just for people who don't know, the longer the expiration, like you pay more to get into that contract, but uh, there's less risk. Like some people that will buy contracts of 
calls and puts that will expire the next day, which I do not like recommend because that's way too, you could lose a lot of money or gain a lot of money that way. And you really have no idea like day trading, like the way that Jeremy is suggesting that you do have uh, like a worst case scenario that isn't too bad. And the best case scenario that gives you a little bit of a bump, but I bring up the Pinterest 40 option because you have this balance where some of the stuff you're investing for the long term, because that's definitely a long term play. While in the short term, it's the day trading approach. So how do we balance what goes into our long-term portfolio than what goes into the day trading? Totally, man. And at some point, it comes to your personality. I tell people a lot of times with technology and the internet and the computers and the speed at which we can do things now. I mean, your phone has so many access to so many things. Give it a shot and see what you like and see what you don't like. Because in general, you can day trade anything literally anything like there was a company called Herman Miller, which I never even heard of today. It's a, an office supply chair company and it was up like 35%. Wow. And when it opened, it was only up 25% and it closed up 35%. So it was on absolute tear. Right? It was just murdering the bears today. And I've never even heard of that company before. I didn't know what they did. So when you day trade, you can take trades on companies that you have no idea what they are because you're just looking at the patterns. You're trying to find an mm -hmm. edge, you're trying to find some type of gap or overnight move that's scaring or shocking or thrilling people. And you go play those momentum based on your setups and your practice and your patterns. Long-term, absolutely, man. You want to invest in things that you know. You want to invest in things that you use and you want to invest in things you understand. Netflix, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix. The reason they're so powerful is because people know how they work. They know how they generate income and they use them every single day. And so when you invest, that's definitely an aspect of investing that you want to always keep in mind. And I love that that's a good mix where the long-term stuff, you absolutely want to know what those companies yeah. are. But in the short term, uh, for like a day trading position, if a stock is like has this setup to move in a certain way, it makes sense to answer that and then leave because you should never be married to a stock. But like long-term investments, you're able to reach that level where you're sort of married to the stock, but you don't want to be married to any stock if you're doing the day trading, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like this has given people a really good idea of day trading, just some of the different ways they can utilize it. For people who want to learn more about you, where do you think we should go? Yeah, man, totally. And again, thanks for all the great questions, dude. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time. That's cool that you're a trader too. That always makes it fun. I'm chatting back and forth with a fellow investor. But the company, the website is reallifetrading.com. And all my education is free. So if anybody wants to go and uh, the, the way that the company makes money, because you mentioned that uh, it's a seven figure company, which is uh, I grew the company organically to a million dollar product is uh, I pay, I have people charge, create a fee to watch me actually day trade. Hmm. So every single day I'm in there in the markets and people just like on Twitch or anything else, people who are generally retired or they work from home are just kind of watching me trade, but they're also asking ideas and getting information in real time. So we can go through and look at really what was happening. And the reason I lost today, the only reason is because of Oracle. I got into an Oracle trade mm, TikTok. and yeah, dude, just randomly, <laughs> they're like, Boop, they announced a TikTok thing. And then it just ran up through my stops and it just got absolutely burned in the face. So again, normally my risk is a thousand dollars. I lost 1300 bucks on that trade because it happened so fast. I mean, within like eight seconds, it was just, boom, $1,300 gone. I was like, damn. So it was one of those situations where I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna pack it up for the day. I lost, no big deal. I'll come back and try to get it back later. 
but situations like that, man, that's, that's how people can get a hold of me. Go to the website, reallifetrain.com, check out all my material, and I hope you'll enjoy the way I present and instruct. We'll have that link down below in the show notes. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Likewise, man. Thank you for having me.